Waka waka. This is the B Team Podcast. My name is Justin, and today I'm joined by Brent. Hoi hoi, and happy ho ho. And today, um, we are doing another one over pods. Uh, we had extra shit to talk about. Uh, so, <laughs> so today we're going to be talking about the Muppets Christmas Carol that came out uh, 30 years ago. Uh, and the Muppets Family Christmas TV special that came out in 1987. Uh, there's been a lot of stuff lately about the, uh, there's been a lot of think pieces and everything about the, uh, the Muppets Christmas Carol. And then uh, I know you're, you're a big fan of the, uh, the Muppets Family Christmas, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah. that's one of the few that I do almost faithfully every year. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I was just I was just telling Brent before we started doing this that uh, I probably haven't watched that in like twenty five years. But hey, mm-hmm. you know, it's not really on. And it's with no, no. It, it's it's usually only aired on a couple of TV networks now, and like it's so old. Jim Henson was actually still alive, so he's like still the voice mm-hmm. of the Swedish Chef, Chef, and uh, Kermit, and a couple others, and like. To go from family to Christmas Carol, which is the way I watch them, it was weird just hearing the voice changes. And it's like, okay, I'm used to this voice now, but like after hearing the originals and then going into the new ones, it was just a weird, like, holy shit, how much changed in over only like four or five years? Like, yeah, it's like, um, it's like when I listen to Scooby Doo and, um, you know, they have like, like, um, like when it's not like Frank uh, Welker playing like Fred or something, or, yeah. Uh, yeah, or if it's not like you know, um, like going from um, Casey Kasem to uh, uh, what's his face from Scream and the live action Scooby Doo movie, uh, I keep forgetting. Oh his yeah, name. Matt, Matthew Lillard. Yeah. Yeah, Matthew, yeah, Matthew Lillard. Yes, and uh, going from him to him, it's like, um, like you can tell there's a difference, but it's like, but then once you. If you go from like one episode to another, it's like, oh yeah, there's a there's a big difference between the two of them, and uh, yeah. But I mean, I, I think I think Matthew Lillard does a good job with the shaggy voice anyway. But oh, he's anyway. great. But like, it's just weird because yeah, like once you can get so used to that newer person doing that voice, but then when you hear the old one, it's all the nostalgia comes back, and you go, oh yeah, <laughs> like yeah. And it's different it's different with like Batman or something because every time I hear somebody that's not Kevin Conroy, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I like I know it's have, not. Yeah. Yeah. You have at least that 10 minutes of like adjustment period mm-hmm. of like, well, do I like this guy's Batman or am I just like missing Conroy? Yeah. yeah. All right. But yeah, well, with, uh, what are we doing? Uh, Christmas Carol? Yeah, we're doing Christmas Carol first. Yeah. So, oh. um, First okay. note on that is easily Michael Caine puts in the most earnest, 100% serious Scrooge that I've seen in any Christmas Carol fucking adaptation. And it's funny because oh, he's working with fucking Muppets. <laughs> like, yep. yep. I was going to say the fact that this guy is like 100% Michael Caine and he's acting off of Muppets like, like fuck Daniel Day-Lewis. Like this guy is the guy that you need for like any kind of acting mm-hmm. job because mm-hmm. man, he acts his ass off to, to basically talking to a sock puppet. Like, <laughs> well, that's just it. Like you, you could cut him out of this movie, put him on like the most serious, like big 
named cast Broadway play, and it wouldn't be yep. any different than the way he plays it in this. And it's mm-hmm. it's just nice to see someone like, okay, I'm in a silly fucking puppet movie, but I'm going to do it 100% fucking straight, and it it's amazing. Like, it's one of the best Scrooges on anything. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, usually when we do these things, we're like, you know, how'd you come to it or whatever, so... Um, are you, cause I know, you, you know, you talk about like the Muppets and you talk about Jim Hansen and stuff, you know, uh, you know, not, not often, often, but it is part of the, you know, the, the nuance of what you talk about in some of our chats. I, are you a big Muppets guy? Are you, I are you just was, a fan of certain things? Like, how did you come to this? Like, you know, I was a huge like, Muppet fan. Like right up until I was like 15, I wanted to actually like try to be a puppeteer. <laughs> like, Jim oh, wow. Henson. Jim Henson was always just anything they ever did. Like I was super big on the Fraggles. I was super big on Sesame Street when I was younger. The Muppets were always something that, like, no matter what iteration of it, even when it's terrible, uh, there's something for me to enjoy because I just love the Muppet characters. Like anything Jim Henson does is worth watching at least for a little while. And yeah, a big, big part of like the shit that shaped me, like when I was little. Oh, nice. Yeah, I didn't even know about the Puck Dad thing. That's that's really cool. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. for a while, I, for a long time, like, until I realized I couldn't draw, like, I wanted to be an animator, because, you know, <laughs> watching cartoons yep. all the time, and then, like, um, like I had seen, like, behind-the-scenes stuff of, like, how they draw them, and then, especially when we went down to Disney, mm-hmm. and got to, um, there's oh, a yeah. section, yeah, I think it's, I think it's in, like, it's either in Animal Kingdom, or it's, like, in one of the other ones, where you go behind the scenes, and it shows, like, all, like, the like mm-hmm. the work, the workspaces that they have, and you know how they draw the cells and everything like that. And I just thought it was like yeah. really cool. And like, well, I was like uh, awesome. when Disney when Disney started kicking out DVDs, and they mm-hmm. had to like extra features for them. Uh, mm-hmm. I love watching like a lot of the behind the scenes, like the hand drawn animation on Aladdin, and then seeing them oh, try yeah. to match that up to the voice of Robin Williams that they had, and like the way oh, that they yeah. pulled it off. A lot of times was actually amazing. Like, yeah. Well, with that, with that, they usually what they do is they animate it, and then the person comes in, and if they need to change something, they'll change something. With him, they literally just had him in the voice booth. They gave him like, you know, all the time in the world. He recorded four hours of dialogue for that movie, mm-hmm. and they just animated around him and whatever he said, and, and whatever, a- wherever he went, that's what they did. Mm-hmm. And it worked so well because, like, yeah. Robin Williams is already pretty animated in the first place, so it's not hard to draw a big over-the-top character with what he's saying. But, like, yeah, yeah, it's great. And, I mean, like, all of the old hand-drawn Disney stuff, like, right up until, like, uh, Pocahontas and which one am I thinking? Mulan. Mulan, yeah. Were, were some of the last, like, mostly hand-drawn ones. And, like, just seeing yep. the behind-the-scenes stuff, like... I think I think, uh, I think think Hercules might have snuck in there, too. Ooh, that might be. Either that or Emperor's New Groove. They were all... Like, that like was, it was, like, the like, last... Like, I, think, I think Treasure Planet was, like, the one that, like... Okay, now they're adding a lot more digital stuff into it. Yeah. But, like, even, like, stuff like Lilo and Stitch, where, like, most of the mm. characters are hand-drawn. Oh, a lot yeah. of the backgrounds are, are kind of CG'd over, like... Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you, you start to lose the magic once you get into more CGI, but, like, the early years of, like, animation and, and back to the Henson, so, like, the puppets it were just, mm-hmm. it always captured my imagination. I think that's why I loved Star Wars as much when I was growing up, like, seeing how they, like, took 
puppets made them completely fucking serious and like the way that they got a lot of those things to work, the animatronics and stuff, like yeah, hence it's yeah. always been huge in my life. Like it's just something that always interested me, always like grabbed my attention and I always it just for a long time it was just one of those things where like I want to learn as much as I can about this and yeah. Yeah, and then and then like one one of the things I always notice with these is um uh one of the things I always notice with these is like the voice acting too, because that was a thing too. Once I realized I couldn't draw, I wanted to be like a voice actor thing. And when like, like growing up, like watching like Robin Williams and like, um, you know, Un- Uncle Joey, uh, Dave Coulier, mm-hmm. yep. Full House, you know, with all the different voices and stuff, and like, you know, Michael Winslow, like that. yeah, Michael Winslow, yep. And then, um, you know, like, uh, and then realizing that Frank Oz, who mm-hmm. is in this one. Um, and, uh, he, he does so many different, uh, so many different voices for so many different puppet things, not even just Muppets. Like he does Miss Piggy. He does Fozzie. He does Animal. He does Sam Grover. Grover. He does Bert. He does Cookie Monster and Yoda. Obviously Yoda. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know, and there's like so many other things that he did, like little voices for here and there that like Mm -hmm. different things. Like, you know, I'm looking at his filmography right now and it was like, uh, you know, a dark crystal. Um, he was mm-hmm. a puppeteer. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, he he's done like live action stuff, but it's like you know, he's mostly known for like you know all of his voiceover stuff, and it's like he's one of the few actors that when you do see him in live action, you hear yeah. the voice and you're like, where the fuck do I know that from? And then you realize, oh wait, yeah. that is Frank Oz. Oh, okay. <laughs> and actually, I'm just fine. I'm just looking at. I didn't realize he was in Knives Out. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I might have to go back and watch that one because I'm going to be watching uh, Glass Onion at some point. So, okay. rewatch that one. But yeah, um, you know, like 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 people like that, like who, you know, and then like Casey Kasem, like you know, I was saying earlier, and Frank Weller, you know, Welker, like with the Scooby Doo. Frank Welker's a big one. Like yeah, any was, animal, like from about 1976 on, basically mm-hmm. any animal in a cartoon, Frank Welker mm-hmm. was it. Yeah, I mean, and another another one that I can pick out a fucking country mile away is uh, Rob Paulson. Yep, 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 yep. And, and then when I, I found out how many he did, like that was nuts. And then like on one of these, uh, which one was it? Um, I forgot which Christmas one it was, but um, uh, uh, what's his face there? Um, the guy who does Brain. Why am I? I'm spacing out his name. Oh, uh, Maurice Lamarche. Yes, 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 Maurice Lamarche. He does like the voiceover. Um. Oh, and Bad Santa. So in Bad Santa, um, there's like a burp that he does or something, or there's like a loud, like gaseous thing that he does, and it's and it's him who's doing like the voiceover of like the burp or something. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's like these weird things that like they call these guys in for <laughs> to like you know put voices over or whatever. But yeah, uh, Paulson. I mean, you know, he was uh, Raphael. Um, he was uh. Pinky. Pinky, he was uh, uh he was yeah. Raph- he was Raphael yeah. in the old one. He was Donatello, Donatello I think, in, in the, the new one. In the Nickelodeon CGI yeah. one, yeah. Yep. And then uh uh he was like crazy because those are like two very different voices almost. He was and, five or different G.I. Joe's. I'm pretty sure he was one of the fucking gummy bears, like I think yeah. I think he wasn't he in Gargoyles too? Wasn't he in there along with the rest of that? You know, uh, he, he might have been a backing voice. I don't think he was any of the yeah. main characters. 
I could have sworn. But like he did, a, he did a lot yeah. with Disney, like just random mm-hmm. voices. Yeah. 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 And, and it's like all these guys that like you find out later that, you know, um, you know, did all these voices and stuff and like that. And you're like, oh my God, you know, you did like all these voices that like, you know, I grew up watching and stuff. And it's just like, it's just like so great. Like, I don't know. I, I've always had like a thing about like voice acting and the fact that you're like people just dedicate their whole life and you don't know what they look like. You know what I mean? Like, uh, mm-hmm. like Tara Strong, you know, she's yeah. gone so long. Like, and then, um, uh, the episode of Friends where Phoebe's friend comes in and they're both musicians. Mm-hmm. That girl does a voice of Tommy Pickles. E.G. Daily, so, yep. Yeah, and it's like it's like I had no idea for years because you know how big of a fan of Friends I am, mm-hmm. and I was like, I just never put two and two together with the voices, and I was just like, oh shit, like it's just like I don't know, it's just crazy, you know. Well, one of the but, weirdest ones for me was watching through Cheers again, well, five or six years ago now. Yeah, and like I wasn't just staring at the screen i was off just doing something else and that was on in the background and mm-hmm. someone walks into the bar and they order a drink and i was like wait a minute where the fuck do i know that voice and i looked i was like wait a minute i know that face who is that and then they said something i was like holy shit that's kevin conroy like just oh it yeah, a, yeah it was yeah, his yeah, bruce yeah. wayne voice and it was like oh okay that's it mm-hmm. yep that's where i know that yeah. and and sure. and even going to that like i think i think i brought this up somewhere but like mark hamill like the mm-hmm. fact that he was able to go from like one iconic character and then going right into well, and with uh, oh, I remember I brought this up I brought this up in the Home Alone one because we were talking about uh, Tim Curry and how okay, Tim yeah. Curry was supposed to be he was supposed to be the Joker but one of his big things was that he was kind of like scary funny when they did it and then when they had they like Tim Curry or something was late for like a recording or something. So they wanted like um, they wanted Mark Hamill to like kind of play around with it, and he started doing it, and that's when they were like, "Yeah, we got to recast it," and because <laughs> I think it was when he was in there for like um, for uh, uh, Heart, uh, Heart of Ice when he's yep. uh, uh, Ferris Bo- uh, Ferris Boyle, uh, the uh, boss of uh, Victor Freeze, and um, and that's yeah. like when they were doing it or whatever, and they were like, "Oh yeah, we got to get this guy instead." <laughs> Yeah, but no, he he's going on he's going on to do like he did like Hobgoblin, you know, which was kind of like the Joker, but like a little Hob different. Hobgoblin, I think yeah. he was the Trapster in the the Fantastic mm-hmm. Four '90s cartoon. Uh, I want to say Greg Gargoyle in the Iron Man cartoon, mm-hmm. like that guy. Yeah, but with Mark Hamill, it's a little bit different because like he was so typecast as Luke Skywalker mm-hmm. in that silly sci-fi movie, like yep. before even like the the fan base for star Wars got to be what it is now that like, he couldn't get work is as a face actor in live action. So he was like, well, fuck it. I guess I'll try voice acting. And he ended up having just as good a career as a voice actor, if not better than he did as a live action. Mm. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's, it's kind of crazy how like some people can't get out of certain roles and then other people like find like, like we were saying about like the next gen cast, like a lot of them have gone on to do like voices and stuff, but like oh, yeah, random well, things. And it's like, Gargoyles mm. alone had like basically everybody yeah. except Patrick Stewart on it. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, right. I don't, I don't think Levar Burton was on that one though. So I think I it was think like, he was, but it was only like a small walk-on no. fucking voiceover, like just a bit character that never really mattered. But like, I know Michael Dorn was in a couple. Mm-hmm. Of, I think he was Thalog. Like uh, yeah. Goliath's brother that got smashed and then put back together as a robot. 
Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah, he was. Um, he was in. I think. I think Michael Dorn was in there for like probably like maybe ten episodes. I think at one yeah, point that makes sense. For seeing, yeah, but and yeah, then, no. Like, you had uh, yeah, Jonathan like, Franks like, was the main yeah. bad guy. You had fucking oh, Deanna funny. Troy was Demona, who was like the yep. second main bad guy. You had uh, Brent Spiner was Puck, who like in the last couple of seasons was a big fucking character with the whole Camelot thing going on. Like, yeah, yeah, like most of the main cast were there I in think, that I show in a big way. I think he even had John Delancey on there for a few episodes. <clears throat> There's a guy I'm surprised didn't do more voice work because like he's got the personality yeah. for it. Plus, he has like a great voice too. Like it's just and, such a like a great distinctive voice, and you and could have. So- like animated so random things, yeah. He's so animated when he's doing like live action that you could see that like him translate well to an animation style, and he just never really did much of it. Like, mm. that- who's who's the who was the guy? Um, he ended up voicing Batman in like one of those like TV shows, like in the like in the mid two thousands. He was the guy. He was on uh, Third Rock from the Sun. He was one of the aliens in oh, Third Rock. Fr- uh, French Stewart. Was it him? No, maybe no, I'm I think thinking about something else. It was uh, Drew Carey's buddy from the Drew. Oh Carey yes, show. yes, that's, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, Bader, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he he went on from being like that kind of like that's what I was thinking of. Um, he he went on from being like the Drew Carey show, which mm-hmm. I mean wasn't a huge hit, but like you know he, he kinda... played a small role in Napoleon Dynamite, and then yeah. went into Brave and the Bold was the next thing I saw him in, mm-hmm. like yeah, with any he, amount of time. He just, yeah, and then he just started doing like a bunch of voices and stuff. Like he just started. He was uh, Jethro in the rebooted fucking uh, Beverly Hillbillies movies. Oh, the ones with uh, oh, what was her name? The old lady. I never end up what I never, I never watched those. Cloris Leachman. Know... Oh shit! I didn't even know they rebooted. Yeah, okay. no, Cloris Leachman was grandma. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, James Verney was uh, Jeb Clampett. Ah, honest, right. Varney. Uh, right, so like they had a pretty decent cast in that. He was too. also Slinky Dog. Yep. He was also Slinky Dog, yeah. And then, and then you know, you know who they ended up getting to replace him as Slinky Dog? Uh, fucking uh, Chet, uh, Chet Hunter. Oh, what's his face there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Sean's dad from Boy Meets World. He ended up. He ended yeah. up doing it in in number three. Farmer Fran and, from Waterboy. <laughs> Only way you make it. Yeah, okay. You want to see homos naked? That's weird. It was Joe Dirt. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, anyway, let's get let's get back to uh, the matter at hand here, which is uh, the Muppets. So basically, Muppets Christmas Carol. I'm not gonna go too crazy into the plot because it's essentially it's just a Christmas Carol. Yeah, Yeah. but 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 it's the one (laughs) twist on it is that Gonzo is playing Charles Dickens. Yeah, and, and they're actually following them around, narrating the whole time. Which mm-hmm. there's some fun bits there. That's that's a bit of a yeah. twist on it. But other than that, yeah, it's basically just Christmas Carol. Yeah, which honestly, like, I love the fact that like, um, that like Gonzo was like, you know, um, the Greek Gonzo was, uh, you know, um, narrating it and stuff like that. And um, you know, I thought I thought that was like a nice little like, I guess a twist that you have there or whatever. And then you got Rizzo the rat. And like they're they're like they're like little back and forth or whatever was like hilarious the whole time, and I was just the like, whole movie, yeah, yeah. It's like it's like they could have literally just made a movie with like two of them, like just doing there's, that back and forth, and it was like hilarious. There's, there's one bit there that I it feels like the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special kind of ripped it off. Ah, oh. 
when he forgets his peanuts in the house and he just goes in and gets them and comes back out and he's like, you could walk through that the whole fucking time? He's like, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. But like that felt like when Drax forgot his, oh, I forgot my little man. You still have yours. It's because I'm responsible. Like, it almost <laughs> felt like James Gunn watched that and was like, oh, I could do something with a scene sort of like that. Like, Yeah. I mean, there's so much from like the Muppets that have just like, you know, have gone on to like influence so many other things and like so many other people and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's like, you know, little, little gags like that and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think if there's like anything in particular to talk about. I mean, you know, obviously it's a Disney movie now, so it's, you know, because the Muppets are now owned by Disney. I mean, what's not owned by Disney? Um, it's a little so bit cold can... in here, sir. Can we put a little bit more coal in the fire? Well, maybe it'll be cold when you're unemployed and they all start singing like the fucking tropical songs. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what's funny, though, what's funny, though, is that there was a at the box office. This movie really didn't make all that much. And I was trying to think actually 1992. I think I think Muppets popularity is kind of was kind of dying off a little bit because you had the Muppet babies, mm-hmm. which was which was uh, a cartoon that was uh, kind of big when I was a kid. Like, when I was, like, around that age, like, toddler to, like, four or whatever. Um, you know, they showed that all the time with, like, Tiny Toons. Muppet Babies was basically Rugrats before Rugrats became a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then... Yeah, go ahead. There's there's just so many, like... Yeah. Like I said, at the time... Uh, Jim Henson had just passed away a couple of years before Christmas Carol. So like the company was kind of in flux. Nobody really thought they were going to ever be the Jim Henson company again. And yeah, there was a lot of like, it was kind of a risk at the time because there was so many new voices and so many changes in the actual company that like, I think that kind of hit the box office a bit hard. But, like, anybody that's watched it after the fact, they're like, oh, fuck, like, this is, like, probably the last great Muppets thing that they've ever done. Mm. I mean, you know, you even got, like, uh, Roger Ebert. He gave it three out of four stars. <laughs> which is That's actually know, not he, bad for Ebert. I know, I know, I know. Usually he's, like, trashing things, you know, worse than But, gosh. again, like, even the most snobby of critics looks at Michael Caine's performance in that and goes, wow, like this guy is oh. acting his fucking ass off against yeah. Muppets. Like, and uh, I just realized why it made so little money because it was up against Home Alone 2 and Aladdin. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's pretty <laughs> you know, deep competition. Yeah, it probably, probably wasn't the best time to release it, but I mean, you know, at this, at this point, it was, it was, um, Disney didn't own Muppets at this point, but it was nope. distributed by. A Buena Vista. So, yeah, so Walt Disney Pictures was, you know, did have an interest in it being successful. So I'm, I'm kind of wondering why they put it up against Aladdin. Um, but I think at the time, uh, so, they so the company would in Aladdin. They did it so the company would become insolvent and they could buy it for a cheaper price. Same idea as Vince when he ran fucking WCW, right? Yeah, that's true. Just put the squeeze on them, and then if they sell, then you're first in line, and you can get it for a discounted price, which they didn't do much with it after the fact, but yeah, you can see the business logic behind it. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so let's uh, let's switch over to um, Muppets Family Christmas, 
which is which uh, is legitimately one of my all-time favorite Christmas anything's. <laughs> like, <laughs> which which I thought this was great because like. Cause like they get all together and like like we were saying before like there's like so many like like adult kind of humor things that happens mm-hmm. in this one and you know like some of the interactions between certain Muppets and stuff and it's like, oh yeah you know like you wouldn't think like this or that or whatever and I really dug the uh, the turkey and then like when uh, <laughs> when 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 the turkey and uh, Gonzo are fighting over the hen yeah, and, yeah. And, that's my chick. <laughs> I know. It's like, wow, they got away with that back then. Like, <laughs> and then I yeah. did love, I did love at the end where Jim Hansen, uh, Henson, uh, shows up mm-hmm. with, uh, with the dog, and then he's like, Sprocket. "Oh yeah, we gotta, yeah, sprocket," and uh, we got to clean the dishes or whatever. And I was like, oh, it was "Such a nice touch having him come in at the end," mm-hmm. you know. But um, but yeah, then then when when I saw the when I saw the Sesame Street guys, I mean, I'm like, wait a minute, is that Bert and Ernie? Mm-hmm. And which which is funny because we figured this out on um the wonderful life when we did it's a wonderful life on a pod uh Bert and Ernie are named after Bert and Ernie from it's a wonderful life yep yeah yep. so well, originally just... when sesame street first started there was two live action actors that played like the Bert and Ernie characters but they were named buddy and jim and one of them was jim henson right yeah but then they got so much like, uh, like two guys living in the same house and like sharing yep. a bedroom, and the, yeah, they were like, okay, is it better if we make it puppets? Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's just funny to see how times change because now they're like, oh, they gotta be gay, you gotta make Bert and Ernie gay, and it's like <laughs> they're only puppets now because they didn't want it to seem like the two live action guys were gay. Like, yeah, I know. <laughs> and then uh, Fraggle Rock when when they like showed up in Fraggle Rock, mm-hmm. I was like, oh my god, I couldn't believe. Cause I don't know why, but like it just I did not realize that this was like a like a Muppets crossover, like with all the hens. Which and, which is funny because like it starts off with like Fozzie's mother opens the door and it's the old guy and his dog from the Fraggles. So like mm-hmm. it should have been kind of a giveaway. Yeah. And then Doc, um Doc and Sprocket. Yep. And then uh and then uh Muppet Babies, which uh looking at now it was that was more of an eighties thing, I guess. Um no, yeah, no, reruns no, in the no, early to mid nineties yeah. were, yeah, they were yeah, still they, they were they still in the pop them. culture. Yeah, I think they just ran them with like a pup named Scooby Doo and mm-hmm. and um you know Tiny Toons and stuff like that because and then because I remember seeing the like them like them as babies on the screen and I went, oh shit, I'm like it's Muppet Baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like i like there's so many things they're hitting right now with this thing, and um yeah I just you know it was. Um, I, I think I spaced on the fact that it was Doc and 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 Sprocket and stuff like that from Fraggle Rock because it's been so long since I've seen Fraggle mm-hmm. Rock. I've I've gone back and listened to like the theme song because like my stepmom, who is uh you know kind of like Macy's age, um, and uh we we've like you know gone back and forth talking about like Fraggle Rock before and the Muppets and stuff like that mm-hmm. or whatever you know because our um, because how close in age we are, it's like you know, kind of like a like a Venn diagram of you get like that crossover, like, like yeah. yeah. So you know, there's like certain things that we like together or whatever, and um, yeah. So you know, kind of like that. But uh, why? Oh, so why? So what? What about this one in particular? Uh, makes it something that you watch every year? Is it just a? 
is it just, just the, the nostalgia they, thing? Is it it's like partly like nostalgia? But again, like I was saying to you, like I, yeah. I, the Henson Company made me want to get into puppeteering when I was younger, and like to have everybody all show up in one thing was just amazing. Like uh, every character they nail, like Fozzie with his little fucking snowman friend trying to be like all funny, like being the fucking straight man and set up man, and then they go in to try and like do this perfect act that they worked out and Statler and Waldorf know every one of their jokes. <laughs> like, great. Uh, Kermit worried about Piggy the whole time and like just him interacting with all the other characters. When Ralph shows up, the fucking Ralph dog, there's, I forget what the moment is, but yeah. Like, and even like the, the running gag is like, watch out for the icy patch. And like every time one of the Muppets fucking wipes out, it's like, <laughs> like there's some of the one-liners like animal, I, she's like, okay, we're running into bed. Someone's going to have to sleep on a coat hanger. And Animal's like, dibs. And there's Dr. Teeth. It was just like, yeah, he does that all the time, man. Like, stupid little things. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like I said, it's uh, Animal answers the phone, and Miss Piggy's like, is Kermie there? And fucking, <laughs> he's just like, ugh, pig. And he just throws the fucking phone and walks away. It's like, uh, like I said, they just they nailed every character perfectly, even though most of them only had like one scene that was there. So you know what I mean? Like it just it's it's creators that knew the characters and they were like, hey, let's do a fun thing where they all get together for Christmas. It's all the same voice actors, so it's not like we're hiring anybody like expensive to come in. Like Yeah, and then like and like so many of like the Christmas songs that they hit were uh were pretty hilarious and then like and then they would like remix some of them with like you know like muppets or like uh or like you know some sort of puppet like theme or whatever so like they'd like you know include one of the characters in the song or whatever but um you know they hit all all the you know all the christmas song hits and stuff like that um uh was oh and for all the things like you know because everybody's always like you know, Kermit and Miss Piggy or whatever, you know, when, when I was a kid, I was always like, oh yeah, you know, you know, uh, you know, basically like Miss Piggy, like, you know, you would like make fun of somebody and you'd call them like Miss Piggy or whatever. But like, but like watching this again, like as an adult, it's like, they are like a pretty solid couple to be honest. Yeah. Well, that's why like when they split them up and they were like, oh, they're officially divorced a few years ago. It was like, why? Like you're ruining. Yeah. But like, but like the most stable relationships of any fucking like kids product, like, and like the fact that he was like so worried about her and stuff, like getting Mm -hmm. it because of a storm and stuff like that. I was like, you could put this in like any like live action film, and like people would buy it a hundred percent. You know what I mean? I was like, they're able to do this with Muppets, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like, like, like the like the amount of like tender loving care that they that Jim Henson. And that crew had put into this whole franchise, this mm-hmm. whole company. It it just amazes me. Like you know, like stepping back now as an adult and seeing this stuff, it's like wow. It's like you know, um, like they took it so seriously, and it makes sense. Well, again, it, it comes took, back to that thing they where took like the animation so much seriously. You know what I mean? And it comes back to that thing where like the creators like actually gave a shit, and like that mm-hmm. translates. I don't care what franchise it is you can tell when someone actually loves the thing they're working on mm. and we don't really see that anymore because most of these people like most actors take the role just because it's a big paycheck like they don't give a fuck if they're 
Captain America or whoever, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of the times you don't get the practical like puppetry. So like the CG seems lifeless compared to a fucking silly little puppet that's a hand puppet. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's just yeah, again, like like you said, tender loving care. Like they they actually gave a shit and it shows and like it's nice to watch this once in a while just because like it's basically the goodbye to Jim Henson at the same time that it was all of his puppets having their little Christmas celebration and like knowing that he died two years later or two or three years later. It's it. Yeah. It just hits all the right spots. <laughs> like, yeah. But yeah. So um, uh, one of my favorite lines in the whole thing, we were saying this before we actually started recording was when the, the Swedish chef is trying to cook the turkey. And the, turkey's just like, and the turkey's just like you don't want to cook me wait until i show you this and he opens the door and big bird standing in the living room and the swedish chef just drops everything and goes the gobbler gobbler humongous it fucking kills me every goddamn time <laughs> yeah but like even like fozzy's mother like great character that you only see ever oh, in this as far as i know and like She's just as funny as any of the ones that have been around for 10, 15, 20 years at this point that they were wasn't, using. Right? Wasn't, like, she in, uh, wasn't she in uh, Christmas Carol, too, I think? Or uh, possibly, but if, if it was, it was just one in the crowd that fucking yeah, made think, a one-liner. Yeah, yeah, I think it was like a quick thing. But uh, but yeah, she she was a great character, too, because it's almost like like uh, like she was almost like, like a real-life mother. Like I could see that mm-hmm. being like you know one of my friend's moms. You know what yeah. I mean? Or whatever. You know what I mean? Or then, the, the, like the sassy grandma that's drunk at the party the whole fucking night. Yep. <laughs> like, yeah. Like And then one and when when Doc and uh Sprocket come in and they're like, Oh, I'm renting this house and then all of a sudden like, you know, Fozzie and all them come in and she's all like, Oh yeah, come on, you can stay, blah 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 and it's like and it just reminds you of like those old school comedy routine things where it's like it's like I just rented this. What are we doing here? And it's like, you know, yeah, she's like totally ignoring me a them. nice quiet weekend. And then as more and more people show up, he's just like, ah, I guess I'm sharing my bed. Fuck it. Come on. Like, yeah. And like, yeah, like you said, like when they go and their little Robin Kermit's nephew finds the fraggle hall and he's like, oh, can we go check it out? And Kermit's just like, oh, sure. And then they go and they just sing a song with the fraggles. Yeah. They, they give him a rock. And it's like, wait a minute, if that rock was the only gift you guys ever gave each other and you just gave it away and it's going to go away, what are you going to give each other now? <laughs> <laughs> like, I wonder if like 10 years later, the Fraggles are sitting around all old and like, oh, do you remember that one rock? Fuck, I wish we still had that. <laughs> like, Let's go find that Muppet. <laughs> but, uh, I, and I didn't realize how many voices Jim Henson actually did, which is kind of mm-hmm. crazy. Well, between him and Frank Oz, they were like three quarters of that company. Yeah, I know. Like, yeah, but like I said, yeah, it's it's just yeah, it's he did, good. He did Kermit. Uh, he did Roll Off the Dog. He did Doctor Teeth, Swedish Fish, Waldorf, uh, uh, Swedish Chef. Couple... What? You said Swedish Fish. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> Swedish Chef. That's all right. It wouldn't it wouldn't be a pod without Justin fucking and something up. Um. Oh. Oh shit. He did the voice of Ernie. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize he did the voice of Ernie. Yep. Did he always do the voice of Ernie or just in this one? No, he was for Ernie as far as I know, mm-hmm. right up until he died. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
I know. I can't remember Buddy's name, but the guy who did the voice of Big Bird was like two or three different voices. Yeah, and then the other guy who um, worked with him, Steve Whitmire, he ended up taking mm-hmm. over for him yeah. uh, when, when he died as uh, as Bert. I believe he took over as I mean, uh, uh, Kermit, not, too. Not as Ernie. Dying yeah. as Bert, as Ernie. And I believe he took over like most of yeah. Vincent's voices. Yeah, which he, he himself did a ton of them in this movie, too. He, uh, <laughs> yeah, he uh, not a ton of them, but he did a few of them. He did Rizzle the Rat, Lips, uh, Wembley Fraggle, Sprocket, and then the Christmas Turkey, which I think he did a fantastic job. That's that's the voice I was trying to find. Who did him? Um, he did a fantastic job as the Christmas Turkey. Like the Christmas Turkey was one of Hilarious. my favorite characters. Yeah, he was one of my favorite characters. It's almost like it was almost like let's let's use him as like you know the voice of the audience or something, or like let's use him as like what somebody hip. At the time, would be saying or whatever, and they just had him like run wild with it, and it was just hilarious. Yeah. Like, everything that was coming out of his mouth. When he's walking around with like the the fucking the beret and the fucking sunglasses, trying to pretend yeah. he's not a turkey. <laughs> like again, it's a good, simple, clean family fun, and like again, it's it all works just because you can tell they loved what they were doing. Like they yeah. had fun and it shows on screen. Like that they, they just liked working with each other. They loved the characters that they got to play and it all comes together. Yeah. And when Fozzie comes out and he's like, I don't think you want to come in yet. And he's like, listen, I was invited. I was told that there was a room. I'm coming in there. Yeah. <laughs> or when the snowman's like, they're all like, Oh, Piggy will be fine. Like it's not that cold out. The snowman's like, can I come in and get warm? It's fucking freezing out there. <laughs> <laughs> Again, it's just they had timing. They knew the characters they were using, and like, like I said, like that makes such a big difference on even something as silly as this, where it's like literally just a forty-five minute made-for-TV, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was only it was only like what, like. 40-ish minutes, like 42, 45 It was was a TV hour, if you add commercials, right? Yeah, 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 essentially. And if if you're going to watch it, it is on YouTube. Try and Mm -hmm. watch the one with commercials, because you get to see, like, the old 1987 commercials and shit, and it's like, wow, it's such a time capsule. It's great. Yeah, yeah. Like, I I was just on Instagram earlier, and they had um, one of the old uh, Game Boy Color um, ads on there and stuff like that, and I went, oh yeah, that's right for like Boy Color and Pokemon and stuff like that. And I was like, oh. mm-hmm. I was like, you know, brings me back or whatever. But yeah, um, I, yeah, this I was love, like, like you look at the Game Boy Color now, and it's like it wasn't really colored. It was just like we'd walk into a different town in Pokemon instead of being like gray blue, it'd be like gray yellow. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh look, we're in color now, and everyone was like, oh, we gotta get it. But um, yeah. So I think I think this was a this was a good uh, pick to to kind of chat about. It's something different outside of what we normally chat about, and uh, it was fun fun learning a little more about the uh, the love for puppeteers and stuff like that. I didn't realize mm-hmm. that. So and yeah, that's pretty. That's neat. all because of Jim Henson. And like yeah. even now, like to this day, there's stuff that I do that people are just like, "You are a fucking real life Muppet, aren't you?" And it's like, "Well, I don't try to be anymore." But yeah. <laughs> Like I remember, that we were there was me and a friend of mine were drinking down at our little campsite that they own, the piece of property right by the water. Yeah, and like they had like three trailers set up, and we came out of one trailer, and mm-hmm. you have to walk past the hitch for another one. 
and I fucking walked yep. right into it and just like toppled over oh, myself and like yep. she fucking Always died happens. laughing. She died laughing. She was like, Oh my god, you look like a Muppet, like just flipping over yourself and rolling around trying to get back to your feet. And I was like, Well, <laughs> I mean, hey, stick with what works, right? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and if, and if you want to hear some more of my uh, fun voices, uh, you can go watch, listen to the uh, Jingle All the Way one, uh, where I, I keep imitating Arnold and Sinbad the entire time. But uh, yeah, no, no, this was uh, this was fun. This was fun, and uh, you know, um, yeah. I mean, I don't really know how else to close this out by saying it was fun. I mean, you know, obviously, the. The Christmas Carol run obviously was great, mostly because of Michael Caine and how serious he was with that one. Mm-hmm. But the puppeteering and the boys and stuff, that was great. Like I said, the whole Gonzo and, and Rizzo type of thing, you know what I mean? And uh, and obviously in this one, you know, Muppet Family Christmas, it was more of like the whole crossover thing and how fun and entertaining that was with everything like that. So, you know, this this was a good one to talk about. And uh, yeah, um, anything else you want to close out with? or uh, one thing I will say about Christmas Carol yep. that we haven't mentioned was the whole okay. like Kermit and Piggy with Tiny Tim side of the story. Like they actually yeah. pluck heartstrings, considering it's just fucking weird puppets. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah, they actually was. hit a few moments there where it's like, ah, oh, that's actually like touching. Like yeah. But again, like it's like I said a thousand times already. It's it's you can really tell when people love the characters they're playing with, and in this anything with the Muppets up until oh, about ten years ago, you can see that everyone involved really fucking loved doing the Muppet stuff. Like they all had fun, they all liked working with each other, and it always showed on screen. Like mm-hmm. even uh, oh, what was the one? wasn't the great Muppet caper. It was one of the last ones, the last movies they made before they went on that long ass break. Like it, it was a terrible movie, but you can still tell the puppeteers and stuff. were just like, fuck it. We're going to make this as fun as we can for on set, whether people watched or not after it goes out, we don't know, but we're. Yeah. Yeah. I see real quick if I could find it, but that would be a little too much of a deep dive right here. I want to say it was something with Brendan Fraser, but that might have been Looney Tunes that's creeping uh, in my head. It was before, oh, before they went. Uh, so Muppets from Space? Is that what you're talking about? Possibly. That could be it. That one was the one that came out in 99. Yeah, that'd be it. All right. And like it bombed. Nobody gave a shit about the Muppets at that point. But like you can still, watching it, tell that all the puppeteers were like, fuck it. These are our characters and we love these characters. We're just going to have fun whether it translates or not, like whether it plays and makes money or not, we don't care. We're just making a Muppet thing because we love the Muppets. Yeah. Cause then they came back in 2011 with mm-hmm. the Muppets and then 2014 when Muppets most wanted, you know, the one I used to watch all the time was Muppet treasure Island. I used to watch that. That was, one all the that time. was a fun one. Yeah. I remember well, watching anything, that over and over again, again. Anything with the Muppets was always at least watchable just because you could tell like everybody was putting in their all when they were making it. And it's, yeah. And on that one, they even had Hans Zimmer doing the score. <laughs> wow. Hans Zimmer did score to Muppets Treasure Island. <laughs> this Muppet movie, it's pretty good, but we, you know what it needs? More bombs. <laughs> Kermit. Kermit, you're a symbol. <laughs> you're, not, you're not the frog we need, but the one we have right now. 
you're not the frog we need, but you're the one we deserve right now. <laughs> so I'll hunt you. Waka waka. <laughs> <laughs> now I just picture Sam Eagle in the Bane mask going, hello, Batman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, they need, they need to do a Muppet Batman. I'd watch it. <laughs> oh, my God. Just Kermit, and then you have Miss Piggy as like Catwoman. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, come here for me. I mean, a bad man. <laughs> oh, I am the knight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm vengeance. <laughs> oh, no. maybe I'm vengeance. I don't know. Fozzie Bear is Alfred. <laughs> like Can Gonzo, I get Gonzo would have to be the Joker, right? Or Gonzo or Fozzie. I guess Fozzie would be the Joker. Yeah, yeah. And then you have Gonzo as Alfred. And then he would he'd just be like... Because Gonzo would be great because you could just have him like fucking talking back to him the whole time like Ralph, like well, Alfred does. <laughs> Gonzo could be the Penguin and like have a goon squad of the actual like Muppet Penguins. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh shit that's right tim curry was in was in that one all right i thought space? he was no in uh the the um uh the treasure island one oh, okay yes yeah 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 when you said that earlier i was like tim curry did do something with the muppets at some point yeah he was uh long john silver mm-hmm <laughs> Yeah, and that's when you're at your like cheesiest, most over the top Tim Curry too, which is always awesome. Yeah, I I had just watched a clip of him the other day. They had uh, from uh, uh, Scary Movie Two, mm-hmm. and I think that was like towards the end of like his like popularity or whatever. And I think right before he started getting sick. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, man, that guy he he has some range. From there was Rocky, he did Rocky Horror uh, Picture Show, you know, to Home Alone. To Clue, to you know, Muppets. <laughs> he did a character movie. in a video game one time, and like he was basically like an M. Bison from Street Fighter kind of character, but like mm. the good guys foil his plans to like whatever he's doing on Earth, and like he leaves a computer message and they click on it, and it's him, and he's like, Ah, you may have foiled me on Earth, but I will go to the next destination. Spice, <laughs> like it's just so fucking over the top. It's like, ah, uh, Tim Curry was a classic. Mm. Like, there's a guy that always brought a healthy loaf of cheese to everything he did. <laughs> and I mean, he he does do uh, the occasional thing. He is doing some voiceover work, I guess. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, he's uh, he's nowhere near with <laughs> what he was able to do before. Well, yeah, well, he, he was. Took that- he wasn't. Yeah, he was in Gargoyles. Okay, I thought he was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was in Gargoyles for a couple of episodes. Yep. But, like, after he took that stroke, what was mm. it, 10 years ago or so now? It's, yeah, he he can't do a whole lot of the, like, physical stuff that requires on-screen acting now. Like, even just, like, walking across the room is hard for him. Yep. But, yeah, yeah. as long as he can still do voice work, I'm fucking fine with it. Like, Yeah, we, um... Uh, when we went to uh, um, Comic Con over here, um, they did a uh, they did like a Rocky Horror Picture Show like panel thing, 
And the only reason why I went was because Meatloaf was there. And, nice. um, you know, so that way he could like, and he was just rambling about like the randomest shit. It was, it was great. And, Bob with, um, Bob with the bitch tits from fucking Fight Club. <laughs> but he was just like, oh man, he, he was, he was a riot. But like, and it was like, it was like he didn't want to be there, but he did want to be there. He was like right in the middle of that whole like feeling or whatever you could tell. Well, yeah, like, yeah, he didn't want to be there, but once he actually started talking to the crowd, it yeah. opens right up. It's uh, you know who does that a lot is John Reese Davis, mm. uh, Gimli or Sala from Indiana Jones, right? Like yep. anytime yep. he goes to a con, like he always seems like he's just feels like he's at a place, and then once he starts talking to the crowd, and they're like, "Man, we loved you," and this, 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 and this, and he's just like, "Oh my god, these people do like me," and like. <laughs> <laughs> it's, there's always that weird like 20 minute like before he warms up but once he warms up to the crowd he's like one of the most personable fucking people ever like it's yeah it's it's fun getting to see that in person too right mm-hmm. like uh, a few years back a friend of mine and i went up to like the big city in our province halifax mm-hmm. and we saw tusk and there was a q a with kevin smith afterwards oh, and, like, right. the first five to ten minutes like you can tell Kevin Smith's just kind of trying to feel out the crowd, like like the questions, he's kind of guarded with his answers, but then like after yeah. about 10 minutes, once he realizes, oh, okay, these people aren't recording me and trying to put me on YouTube for saying something wrong, like, yeah, he just opens right, right up and like the most like in, like in-person personable actor celebrity that I've ever seen, like mm. and there's, yeah, it's it's fun just seeing them feel out the crowd and then realize like, no, I'm safe with these people and then just fucking mm. open up and tell the most ridiculous story sometimes. Was that was that pre uh, pre uh, heart attack? Yes. Kevin Smith. Yeah, yeah. that would have been four or so years before his heart attack. All right. Yeah, yeah. because I because after that happened, he kind of I don't know he I don't want to say he became weird, but like I don't know he he became different, and I don't know if it's just like a my, new lease on life whole, type of thing or if, my whole you know, thought he, with Kevin Smith yeah. is like. All that Me Too shit came out, and Harvey Weinstein like was proven yeah. to be like the biggest villain in Hollywood. And like ninety yep. percent of Kevin Smith's career never would have happened if it wasn't for Harvey Weinstein. So I think like yeah. he's afraid that he's going to be guilt by association if he goes too far over the line. Yeah, but and honestly, like a lot most, of people, a lot of people's careers wouldn't been here. I mean, Ben Affleck, Ben Affleck wouldn't well, really be here without you look without at it. They Mary went after Matt Weinstein. But you think after Weinstein came out, they went after Affleck and fucking uh, Matt Damon for it, right? Yeah, like, but I they, mean, they got shit by they tried association. To. Well, yeah, they but tried they tried to, to but, but you know, it's it didn't work. But one again, of those like, like too big to fail type of things. Just every time yeah, they go after is, Chappelle, every time they go after. But Rogan, is Kevin Smith too big to yeah. fail? Kind of, yeah. At this point, I mean, he I is like. Think... I don't know. I mean, he is like the major geek guy. I mean, you know, the the nerd lord or whatever. I mean, everybody looks to him for stuff. You know what I mean? And because of how how genuinely nice he seems, like mm-hmm. like I think people are able to be like, listen, like, you know, you can try to bring him down or whatever, but he genuinely seems like he, you know, maybe didn't really know about that stuff, or if he did know about it, like he tried to stay away from it or whatether. Like I think he's tried yeah, to come out I, and like explain saying... stuff a little bit. But I'm like, not saying that he ever did anything yeah, yeah, like yeah, Weinstein, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I think just like where his career is so attached to Weinstein, I think he's afraid that the mob will turn on him and he won't Probably. have the clout that an Affleck or a Matt Damon had to like get mm. away from it. So he's just, yeah. he lost his whole edge because he's afraid to be edgy. And it's like, well, that's what 
like mall rats, dog, but like mm. they were nerdy and edgy. Like I was saying, yeah. one of the last podcasts I was on that, like he was Judd Apatow 10 years before Judd Apatow got big. Right. Yep. And like, I it just, without being able to go full Kevin Smith, like his movies lost the bite that they had. Like, mm-hmm. and I think that's why he lost the bite was just cause he's afraid that like, Oh fuck, if this comes, if I get blamed by association, like, what do I do? So he just kind of learned to toe the line, and it's just not the same anymore, right? Mm-hmm. And, yeah, no, and, and, and since the heart attack, he really wants to make his daughter a thing, and that doesn't help any yeah. of his movies. I know, I know. Seems like a nice girl, oh, not kid. a great actress. Yeah. No, 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 no. No, I, 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 I so wish the site was still around, because then you could see my complete breakdown and takedown of fucking yoga losers. I yeah. fucking demolished that. I remember you guys laughing so so hard at my review of that thing. I fucking destroyed that movie. <laughs> well, it's one of the first times we've seen you like legitimately like ah at something. Like most of the time, you're pretty in the middle. Like eh, it was kind of shit, but I eh, it's all right. It's there. Yeah. But this one, you were just like, no, fuck this thing with a bash. Yeah. <laughs> like, all right. <laughs> Weird hill to die on, but okay, there yeah. it is. We found Karen's breaking point. <laughs> I was like, what in the fucking shit is this? And it's funny because like I never like of our old group, like I never thought Macy would ever have a breaking point. And then like one episode of Rings of Power, and he was just like, mm-mm, mm-mm. Yeah. I was like, all right, then there it is. <laughs> Even he has one. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah, we just gotta figure out which what the breaking point is for the Miposians. Hmm. <laughs> well, it's definitely not uh you know, home alone or anything like that. So. They're so forgiving. I love it. It's like I, know, oh, I, know. I remember when I was innocent like that. <laughs> like... So I, I was telling them, you know, uh, when we were doing the uh, the the Picard one, and then uh, well, oh Andor, Andor, when we were doing Andor, like I was like, <laughs> dude, I was like, <laughs> I'm just like, dude, you like love these, things. like even like the worst stuff. You you find like the the best things of it, and I like. A part of me like loves them for that because like the, like it's like you know I don't know it's just something about them where they can find like the best stuff in like the worst shit and it's like yeah. we need that we need that on the show because it's like we just come in and we just like fucking tear shit down because it's fucking garbage and then yeah, they come in and they're like well you know I actually really liked it and I enjoyed it even though like yeah like the things you're pointing out are are true but you know what I liked it. <laughs> I'm like, like, oh, okay. well, I mean, fair enough. Right. Like, I don't want to be a bitter cunt and say you're wrong. Like, if you liked it, that's like, good. At least somebody yeah. did. But like, but yeah, I guess it's 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 a culture thing too. Like, mm-hmm. we're always looking at things and being like, ah, oh, fuck this again. And like, they're just like, ah, oh, we're happy it exists. And it's like, yeah. all right, cool. Because like, it's like we we might not have Star Wars again. And it's like, well, yeah, I guess so. It's almost like having a kid that like doesn't isn't old enough to know the whole santa deal yeah and like having them around at christmas when they're just like oh he's coming and we're just like yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. well i mean it makes you more excited too right and it's like oh, okay. exactly like, exactly it's like oh let me take a let me take a bite of the cookie yeah it's definitely not a bad quality but like yeah now now i'm just interested like what's going to be one of their breaking points like mm. when is it going to be too far for them and they're just like you know what fucking yoga hoser post here we go like well i think i think uh milos kind of went towards it with uh she hulk 
Yeah, um, he was. You know, he, he was yeah, approaching. When it. we were talking about She Hulk, yeah, 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 he he was almost there, but, but then he was, he was more like, like, well, you know. <laughs> but he was more like five years ago, Macy. Then he was just like, well, yeah. that was garbage. But I mean, I watched it. It's I could do it again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're just like how, and he's like, I don't know. It's, it's, mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. I like green people. Green people are cool. It's like, <laughs> like, it's like either that or I watch nothing. It's like, well, I guess so. Well, I mean, when you put it that way, sure. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, sometimes <laughs> during those episodes, I'd rather watch paint dry, but, you know. Well, that's that's a whole other discussion that you can watch on our backlog. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You can go listen to and or our Picard episodes. <laughs> our She-Hulk She-Hulk episode. episode. Yeah. Our, no, we didn't do Rings of Power yet. Uh, no, no, I, I don't know if I'm going to do that. But. I, I will probably pump one out before the second season happens. Yeah, but, but yeah, no, years. no real rush because there's nothing to really talk about. Like it's mm. other than being like, wow, they fucked this up, this up, this up, this up, and like, yeah, as fun as it is to like blow off the steam on that kind of shit, like it doesn't make for great episodes when everybody agrees this is just fucking. Terrible. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know, because then, then the problem is that it devolves into, like, other, like, you know, discussions or whatever, because nobody wants to talk about how much garbage it was, so it's well, like... Well, there's only so many ways oh, yeah, you can well, say, oh, this was terrible, and everyone goes, yeah. yeah, before it's like, okay, and that's 10 minutes of the podcast, what do we do for the next 40? <laughs> like... Pretty much, pretty much. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, well, after after the... all the garbage that we've gone through this year, like... Even the good stuff wasn't like a hundred percent good. It was just nice to watch some Muppet stuff. That's just like ah, uh, people who care for what they're doing, regardless of how stupid it is. Yep, yep. The, the like I said earlier, the tend and love and care that they mm-hmm. you know that they put into this stuff, and it's you know it shows, it shows, mm-hmm. you know, and and it was back you know because like when people you know ask me about like Batman and like animated series and stuff like that, I'm like, you could literally watch that as an adult. And just mm-hmm. like like close your eyes to the fact that it's a cartoon, and you know. But the problem is that there is like the generation that can't separate like cartoons or Muppets or whatever, and like you know see them like almost as real people or whatever. Like I had a whole conversation with this dude at work about like uh, Up, and he was like, mm-hmm. he's like, oh yeah, I took my daughter to see that or whatever. She was like little, and uh, yeah, I just like fell asleep. I was yeah. like. How the fuck did you fall asleep during up? I'm like, those first five minutes didn't kill you. He's like, dude, I don't even remember them. I'm like, holy shit, dude. Man. Like, it's just, yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's just how people are. So, yeah. well, yeah, like, there's definitely like social stigmas on like cartoons or like Muppets yeah. or like, and like, but like, uh, you watch either of these Muppets movies and like, you can't say that every like puppet character doesn't have more personality than like, Brie Larson as Captain Marvel, or like mm-hmm. Tatiana Maslany as She-Hulk. Like now, now I want to see the Muppets as the Avengers. Oh, that'd be great! <laughs> Could you <laughs> imagine? And they, can, and they can do that. They can do yeah, that. Well, they're all under Disney now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to pay extra licenses to use likenesses. Oh so. man, Disney, Disney! If you're listening, Bob Iger, if you're listening, put that together. Or whoever's going to replace Bob Iger when all this FTX shit comes out. <laughs> Uh, that's true. That's true. That's true. Maybe Either that'll be way. another. Maybe that'll be a separate pod where where we get you to you know cast everybody as Avengers and stuff. And, well, like and we Josh is always like, on. oh, they're gonna make the original trilogy and it's gonna suck. It's so, you know what might fix that? Muppets. Muppets. 
Yes. Yes. You get uh Kermit as uh like Obi Wan. Uh get uh Fozzie as Darth Vader. Huh? <laughs> yeah. You get uh Robin as uh you know Luke. Yeah, Piggy would have to be Leia. Or Mon Mothma. Yeah. Yeah, Ma- yeah, oh, could you imagine Mon Mothma? <laughs> yeah. This is what we're doing. We're going many, to get the command center. <laughs> many Bothans have died to bring us this information. Many Fozzies have died. Many Fozzies have died to get us. Could you imagine if there was like, instead of Ewoks, it was just like a bunch of Fozzies? Oh no! Oh, that'd be great. (laughs) (laughs) And they all and 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 instead of like whatever the Ewoks are saying, like they're like like it was just like waka waka. Like the whole time they just say waka waka the whole time. That would be hilarious. The big grizzly bear would have to be fucking uh, Chewbacca. Oh yes, 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 yes. yes. (laughs) Like perfect. There was, oh, I can't remember which one it was, but there was a moment with him in one of them where I was just like, that's fucking hilarious. What, Chewbacca? No, the big bear. Oh, 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 oh. I can't remember what it was off the top of my head. Oh, now. yeah. But, like, it was just uh, such a simple moment where he just, like, opens his eyes really wide, like, what the fuck? Oh. <laughs> uh. It's great. <laughs> but again, like, there's more expression, there's more personality in every one of those puppets than there is in, like, 90% of live actors right now. Mm-hmm. Like, again, it's it all goes back to, like I said, just care for your franchise. Like, you can tell when someone gives a shit, even when it's something completely fucking silly. And that's, I miss that. It was, it was nice to go back to something like that that just made you feel like, ah, people care. Yep. Yeah, they <laughs> did. Alright, man. Yep. Well, this All was right, uh, this was a good conversation and uh, hopefully everybody who's listening enjoyed it. Maybe, maybe we'll do some more Muppet stuff. Maybe yeah. we'll watch uh, maybe we'll watch uh, Muppets Treasure Planet. Treasure, uh, Treasure Island. Island. Or in and, space um, or maybe double or in feature. Space. Yeah, huh? huh? Uh, I'd, get, be, uh, I'd maybe... be all for it. Yeah, maybe we can get uh, Josh maybe to watch it or something. Come on in, <laughs> you know. Do a B do a B sides about uh, the Muppets and about Henson. Yeah, huh? be kind. Rewind the Muppets. <laughs> the Muppets. <laughs> we can go down the Fraggle Rock. Oh, Fraggle Rock. You know, do you remember the McDonald's toys for Fraggle Rock? The ones where they were all like driving little vegetable cars. Yes, 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 yes. I yes, still yes. have every one except for. Uh, really? Wimbley, Wimbley and Boober in the pickle. Oh, shit. I've That's got Red in the Radish, i got Mookie in the Eggplant, and I've got Gobo in the Carrot. <laughs> <laughs> For real. <laughs> like That's nuts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, so mm-hmm. I guess we're right. done with this. So Merry Christmas, yes. Happy New Year, Happy Hanukkah. Uh, today is, today is uh, we're recording it on Boxing Day. So Happy Boxing Day to you, Brent. Or the Feast of St. Stephen for anyone who's not a Westerner. <laughs> sure. And then it's also first night of Kwanzaa, if you're out yeah. there celebrating Kwanzaa. What was that old commercial? Merry Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa? Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Wrapped it all up in one bow. <laughs> <laughs> and, it's the, and it's the official uh, national observance of Christmas. So technically, people are still celebrating Christmas today by having the day off because it was a Sunday. 
Yeah, Ukrainians, you still got to wait two weeks, but yeah, we'll wish you a Merry Christmas. Yeah. I don't think many of them are listening to podcasts right now. Never mind. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. no they're worried Oops. about the Russian. Nah, they're worried about the Russian drones overhead. So yeah. Ah, don't yeah. worry. You guys just yeah, gave them off new of missiles. Christmas. Yeah, you just give them new Christmas missile racks thing. for Christmas. So they're fine. Yeah, I think Orthodox Christmas is like uh, what January sixth, something like that. Usually, yeah, sixth or twelfth, sometime in mm-hmm. that week, depending on. I think theirs goes a certain number of days after Easter, but yeah. Yeah, it's uh, right after the 12 days of Christmas, which I like to remind everybody is after Christmas, even though everybody thinks it's before Christmas. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yeah, so there you go. If you've learned nothing mm-hmm. else tonight, you're doing Advent calendars wrong. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. All right, Karen. Later. Snooty booties.